Yeah. I, I didn't know the G-Y-A-T was a movement, but it is. A movement. Yeah, it's like a movement. It's like a rallying cry of a, I don't know. It connects people. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. Me neither. Yeah. Actually, we just started. Yeah, we did. Hi, everybody. This is episode 36 of Doomsday Sister Wives. Hi to the five of you out there. Hey, guys. Listening, including Belgium. Hey, Belgium. Yeah. Love that server. It works overtime to make sure that this thing gets out there on time. <laughs> to make sure it, this exists on the internet. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I have something. I have a little story, I guess. You do? I don't act so surprised. Oh, sorry. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was just something we was talking about. I was talking to this mm-hmm. friend of ours, and I just thought it was funny because it's like slightly re- movie related, but also oh. related to just how fucking neurotic I am. Okay. You know? Because I was talking to him about how bad my OCD got for like the whole first half of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And in that time period, I could just be convinced of like anything like I, I could have convinced myself of any kind of crime and be like I did that right you know mm-hmm. and there was this one time for for like for like a whole day like eight hours or so mm-hmm. I was fully convinced that back in high school I had started a rumor that these siblings that I knew were like hooking up right that's awesome I was so convinced yeah for eight hours until I remembered uh-huh. that a couple weeks before then, I just watched Old Boy, and that's where I got that from. You're the the one with the dog. No, no, that's it's that uh, South Korean movie. Oh, the horror movie. I don't know if it's horror, but it's like mm-hmm. pretty. It's pretty violent. That's it's one. about that that guy who gets um like imprisoned for like twenty years or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And then he finds out, uh, spoiler alert, I mean, you guys have had 20 years to watch it, but the the reveal is that the person who imprisoned him was getting revenge because the guy had spread a, or a, I, guess, I guess it was true, actually. Like, it was true that the guy was banging his sister, but no one was supposed to know, right? Yeah. So. <laughs> Were you, in the movie, you would have been the one imprisoned? I would have been. Oh yeah, I guess. Yeah. But I just I just got this we- this crazy feeling that day that mm. I was just so convinced that I had done that, you yeah. know, that I had spread some rumor and I was going crazy like why would I do that? What the fuck is wrong with me? Uh-huh. And then I remembered I got it from a movie. Oh. The fight scene in that movie is so iconic that so many other pieces of media imitate it. It's the yeah. hallway fight scene. Yeah, yeah. Daredevil one continuous shot down this long hallway. Just one guy against like like 10 or 20 other guys. Whoa. And he just knocks them out like one after another. That's awesome. My gosh. Yeah. Is yeah. it like claustrophobic? Like cinematography or like? It's very restricted. Like y- you can see there's just so little space to work with. And oh. you just follow him down that hallway. Ooh, maybe that's the inspiration they got for Mission Last Mission Impossible that just came out. I don't know if you guys seen oh, it. No. Most likely. I was raving about it in one of their little group chats that we have because mm. it was just so fun to watch it. And one of the scenes takes place in a hallway that's or an alleyway that's no more than I don't know <laughs> eight feet wide. You guys yeah. remember Shang Chi? Yeah. You guys remember the bus scene? 
Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. That's like an that. homage to an old boy as well. Oh, no way. That's so cool. Yeah, I got to watch this movie. Even though that, that was just him against one guy, though. Or no, I guess. I, guess I mean. There was like two guys, but they yeah. weren't like a big deal. Because mm. the one guy has a fucking thing for an arm. Yeah. The machete. Yeah, that's yeah. what it's called. I mean, they were definitely the cheap copy of the masterpiece that is old boy. I see. Also, did you know that old boy, I think, I'm like 80% sure, it's actually a Japanese manga. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah. No, no. Same thing with a lot of, if not most Korean dramas are actually based off of old Japanese mangas. Like Boys Over Flowers, I believe, which is, mm-hmm. I, don't know, I don't know if you guys watch K-pop, but this is like the soap opera of Korea. Like, No, I did not like, know this. This is like the quintessential soap opera. Like anyone who's watched so- K-drama knows what Boys Over Flowers is. Wow. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that's TV Japanese manga. Another one called City Hunter. Mm-hmm. It's pretty much Batman, but Korean. Mm. Yeah. And that used to be also um, a Japanese manga. I'm trying to think of others. Yeah. There's a lot, though. Gotcha. Koreans are not original at all. <laughs> <laughs> I think most of their reality TV shows are also just based off of other Japanese TV shows as well. Mm. Oh. I see. You would say that as a North Korean. <laughs> <laughs> The South of Korea is <laughs> so bad. I will cut that out. Yeah, 100%. Damn, we're cutting a lot out. Uh, well. It's ironic after last week, this is the one that we cut. I know, right? <laughs> oh, man. When I was in college, I had friends who were obsessed with K-dramas. They watched them all the time. And then, then they learned Korean because they were so into K-dramas and K-pop. And then I learned some Korean. Mm-hmm. I forgot all of it. I do not know Korean anymore. I f- I I, f- I thought I remembered you being into K-pop too, like around that time. Oh, now. well, okay, no. I, I'm not into K-pop. Mm-hmm. I listened to like, th- the only K-pop I know came out like at least 10 years ago. Okay. That's the thing. Because that's when I was in college with those girls who mm-hmm. showed me like G-Dragon and Big Bang and that kind of stuff, uh, 21. Mm-hmm. So that's the stuff on my playlist. Gotcha. That's Wait, um. The, was, uh, this, was this when um G Dragon had that Skrillex hair, the long side bang? Yes. Oh my god, yeah. I hated him during that phase. <laughs> I hated that hair. I wanted to like sneak into his house and cut that shit off myself, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it was a bit much, dude. You know that was when um, oh my god, such a huge scandal happened because uh, word got out that he smoked weed and in Korea like. Smoking weed. Didn't like, he get oh in yeah. trouble like no, very no. recently? Again? I think so. I thought I just saw something I that mean, he was, and it's also drug related because that's kind of the only thing that uh, idols get in trouble for, right? They're always getting in trouble. Big Bang, like yeah. um, one of them was actually, actually, there's a, so the whole lore behind Big Bang is that everyone got in trouble for something like mm-hmm. really bad stuff. Yeah. Um. What did Top do? Top um, Top got into a lot of sex scandals. Fuck, that's the worst kind. I, I liked his voice. But, oh no. <laughs> you know Taesung, the youngest one? Yeah. He's the worst. Um, oh. He killed some people while drunk driving. I was, you know, I was wondering, like, what happened to Big Bang, and I guess I know now. And then yeah. there's this one guy left. It was either Seungmi or someone else who yeah. was, like, the pure Christian guy, you know? He never, you know, he didn't, like, smoke or drink the or, like... Red flag. Yeah, partake in, like, the other, like you know, sinful activities that other people did. 
Mm-hmm. And he eventually got caught. And, and you know what he was? What? He was literally the Jeffrey Epstein of the K-pop industry. He was running an underground minor sex ring. Oh, that was him. That was him. Unless, uh, is that something that's happened more than once, actually? Because I feel like. Maybe, but this was huge. Whoa, like, yeah. Wow. That is crazy, dude. Jeez. Yeah. And Trust so, yeah, it's, it's kind of weird that, like, GD's biggest crime is smoking weed. <laughs> <He's> <laughs> <out>. <laughs> other friends Those, are, the, like, people. one who irritates you the most, and he's actually the most wholesome somehow. That is so crazy. <laughs> I, I, always, I always find that confusing, though. They think, like, weed is bad. I mean, it can be bad for you. You can get addicted to it and stuff like that. But the thing mm-hmm. is, like, all it does when you actually do it is just chill you out. Yeah. Or give you a panic attack, I guess. Depending. I guess. <laughs> but <laughs> that if, if it did, you'd stop taking it, probably. probably. Actually, some people really like that feeling for some reason. For panicking? Yeah, people really like that anxiety that they get sometimes. The paranoia. I don't. I don't get that at all. I just. I don't relax. need that in my life. I have plenty yeah. already I'm I built think, in. <laughs> even even when I was even when I think I don't know if I talked about this on the podcast, but like it, it was it was right before I had a meeting with John and Narain about some production related stuff, and Narain it was around the time of my birthday I think because Narain had gifted me these really good cookies like these weed cookies yeah and at the time i i was you know i was pretty stressed out there's a lot of production stuff or one i what am i not stressed out honestly but at the time i took i was taking 10 it wasn't a big pack it was only like 12 15 of them mm-hmm. not that crazy so i had one like pretty consecutively every almost every other night Oh. And I go, well, 10 is pretty good. Like, I feel fine. It, and definitely put me to sleep. Mm-hmm. So then I did 20. And I go, this was pretty good. So the night before, I figured, well, this, because it was because when I, I was getting home from another event, and then I just had this meeting with them. And I go, well, the meeting shouldn't take more than like 30 minutes, right? So I go, okay, well, you know, I'll experiment now and I'll get, I'll, I'll, I'll have, I'll have 30, 30 milligrams because <laughs> I go, well, 20 is not that crazy, you know, <laughs> what's, what's 30? <laughs> so I, I start the meeting, right? And immediately, <laughs> like maybe five minutes into the meeting, I go, oh shit, <laughs> this is kicking in now. <laughs> <laughs> I guess the more you take, the quicker it like kicks in. I don't know. It makes sense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if if I take anything on, if I haven't eaten all day, especially. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I remember in the meeting, just talking to them. I go, I seem pretty normal, I bet. And then I guess at some point in the meeting, John goes, "Dude, are you okay? Like <laughs> you're like you're. I don't know what it was. Was I laughing? Was that it or?" I knew you were blasted as a fellow partaker myself because uh-huh. a you were laughing at everything and you were you were so lost the entire meeting <laughs> like so distracted in his oh, head he's shit. like this is going fine this isn't bad yeah I'm, I'm doing okay that's yeah and the entire time I go yeah I'm keeping up or whatever I guess I wasn't now we'd be asking you questions and you just you just be laughing. Oh shit! <laughs> well, my point is the difference between twenty and thirty is crazy. Yeah, it's it's because the difference between ten and twenty is not that crazy. Yeah, it's it's a whole. It's just 
I feel I, like it's a bump. I actually don't know how well I can compare it because I, mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not sure where my tolerance is at at this point. Mm-hmm. I think like when we were at in Tahoe, every night I was taking like 15. Okay. Round up that much. Mm, no wonder you were asleep. I love being the old lady on trips like that because <laughs> I can just fall asleep while everyone else is awake. We were going nuts at Didn't night. bother me one bit. Yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah. I kind of like it. Again, like I describe it like being a prey animal yeah. that wakes up in the middle of the night and you like check to make sure the rest of the pack is there and you're like, okay, yeah. we're good. And it's you... awesome. You sleep so yeah, quietly. I slept so well. I had to like check multiple times if you were still breathing. To make sure it didn't die. Yeah. I, was, I, yeah. I would just like, I would just like or look at you level didn't break in and, and hope, hope that you're, you know, that you, you're, you would, I see your lungs expand and contract. You know, <laughs> I, was, I was so comfortable on that mm-hmm. couch. I, I, I really know. liked sleeping there. If we, if we go back, I'll do, I'll sleep there again. I got dibs. Yeah. Well, it's a, it's this couch that's been there probably since the eighties. Probably. <laughs> it's, it's very, it's very compressed, yeah. but it's so comfortable when you're high. It's so funny because that couch is low already. It's very So low. you, ha- you kind of know mentally you're going to kind of have to let yourself fall into it. Yeah. It goes further than that. It though. does. It does. <laughs> it, even when it. I sit on it, like I usually can't make a dent in like a mattress, it but feels then like you like gonna, sink right in. It feels like you're going to get swallowed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One of the, those kinds of couches. Oh my God. Speaking of swallowed. Oh, I shouldn't talk about this. Never mind. I'm so sorry. I was going <laughs> to. What were you? What? Well, I don't know if I should say it on the podcast. Well, I guess I have, we have control over what we cut, right? So, um, and I should still get that. Um, I was going to say, uh, speaking of couches, being s- swallowing stuff, mm-hmm. my mom, right? So she watches shows all the time mm-hmm. in the living room, whatever. The living room is her comfort place. Mm-hmm. And so she is so used to sitting on this one couch that the couch itself has turned into a purse for her. <laughs> <laughs> It's so funny because I'll sometimes sit on the couch while she's doing something else. Mm-hmm. And she goes, hey, can you hand me such and such thing that's in the couch? And I'll go, sure, I'll, I'll grab it for you. And then I go, like, on the couch? She goes, no, in the couch. <laughs> and I go, I have to reach inside the couch. So, <laughs> so I reach my hand inside. And, dude, I... I grab five other things before I grab the thing she wants. And the thing is that she'll ask me for the funniest thing. She goes, hey, can you give me that back scratcher that's inside the couch? It's like, oh, okay, sure. Or, you know, and sometimes I run into just like napkins or whatever. (laughs) One time I ran into a spoon. (laughs) Anyway, look, couch is a... (laughs) Don't use your couch as a purse, is what I'm saying. Your couch is basically like a Swiss army knife. It just, like, pops out mm-hmm. random useful things. Yeah. <laughs> the last thing I'm hoping to find in there is food. Like, please yeah. don't put food in there. <laughs> it's a fucking pantry. <laughs> <laughs> have you guys Have you guys heard of that, 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 um, that, like, cheap horror movie from the 70s? It's called, like, it's called, it's called, like, death the bed that eats people no <laughs> it's it's about a bed that eats people that's awesome, so it's man. like i think it's a bed the movie starts out i don't i, I want to say the bed is in a crypt or something like somewhere beds should not be okay but it it, it 
you know, what, you see a bed in a crypt, you're like, obviously that bed eats people. Like, why would you? Well, then it goes the entire movie. People yeah. are going, ooh, what a comfy crib. It's got a, it's got a, it's like it's nice. a bed in it. But it's just, I think it starts with like these people going in to have sex, uh-huh. right? That's awesome. Or maybe it's the bed back. It's like the backstory of that the bed. That makes sense because when you're I, when you're horny, anything becomes a bed. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Yeah. yeah. But I think maybe okay. Like, don't take my word for it because it's I've seen the movie once a very long time ago. Mm. So maybe this doesn't even happen. But I guess the thing about the bed, let's pretend mm-hmm. um, the the bed eats people because it's haunted because right. someone I guess died on it, okay. or it was it was in a crypt. <laughs> we okay. can fact check this later. I don't yeah. know. I could be pulling this out of my ass, but I feel like that's right. Okay. But okay. yeah. And it, people, you know, I mean, do people just repeatedly die on this thing? It's ridiculous. Isn't it? Like how, how the bed's not going to hunt people. Like you have to get in. Yeah, is, is this like an art, artsy piece? of? It's very, it's very artsy. It's one location, right? <laughs> just the crypt. It's, it looks like it's in a castle. Okay. I say and that I'm, 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 I'm trying so hard to remember anything about this movie. Uh-huh. You'd think I'd remember it. That's kind of a memorable concept, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Bed in the crypt. It, it's one of those movies where the blood is like bright red and fake looking. Ah, uh, I see. Yeah. yeah. I love those, those seventies movies. It's just like the combination of like the aspect ratio and the color and the. Those oh, are fun. Yeah. They're just fun. Yeah. Like so the first goofy. evil dead. That's in the seventies. Oh, wait, sure. are, are you talking? No, I think that's an eighties one. Is but it? It, it's oh. it's it's similar. Okay. Um, and it's it it's a bit. I mean, it's more serious. I would say mm-hmm. the Evil Dead one. But yeah, that that one's a really good one. Yeah. I love, you know, whenever I have these phases where there's an actor or actress that I just watch obsessively, yeah. and my fit. What I do is I like watching the worst movies in their filmography first. Like that's, Ooh. that's how I want to see these people. I want to see them in like the weirdest shit. Mm. And I avoid things that they're actually like known for. Mm-hmm. Well, those, those are, sorry, did you say directing or acting? Acting. Acting. Yeah. Those are always fun because I think, I feel if you're a serious actor mm-hmm. and you work, like you're a working actor, yeah, you do things that, you don't want to do much. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's either like you know it's not going to be great, or it's one of those things where like you just don't yeah. know until it comes out. Kind of like being. It's like if you played the cuck in like a in like a Brazzers scene or something. You know, you're you're just you're not a performer. But you're kind of there just for the credit and for the money, and you have to act. Like, wait, wait. And the uh-huh. the cuck is the one that like sits and watches. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah like no one's watching. You have to act the whole scene. <laughs> you have to act like you're offended or into it or some mix. Right. That's actually quite a complicated role if you really think about it. That's a lot of emotions. That's a lot of emotion. It's like it's like the, the the actual scene, and then they cut back to the guy, and he's like, "Oh my god, how do I feel about this?" Exactly. Yeah. This reminds me of my 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 ex wife. 
I don't know. <laughs> oh, I thought you were speaking no. personally. I go, oh, this is reminding you of something. No. No, but no, no. Yeah, yeah. You have to dig deep, you know? Yeah, you make the most of what you're given. Right. But I think there's some actors where it's just like a gold mine of weird stuff. Like, mm-hmm. I, for years, um, Yvonne DiCarlo was the top of my list, mm-hmm. right? She she played Lily Munster in The Munsters. Oh, so right, I already right. watched her in all The Munsters. Mm-hmm. And I know there were a few movies that she was in that were supposedly like her best ones. And I put those off till the very end, mm-hmm. you know, and I was watching cause she, she was like a classic Hollywood actress. Mm-hmm. So her, she started out, you know, being a model, being a singer and then getting put into movies playing. She was like really ethnically ambiguous. So mm-hmm. they would make her be like the exotic dancer kind of oh, girl gotcha. and like, and like B movie Westerns and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I would watch those really shitty Westerns and I would watch, um, by the time she was in her like fifties and sixties, mm-hmm. it was about like nineteen seventy five or whatever, yeah. and that's when those really cheap movies came out. Mm-hmm. So I watched her play another vampire in this movie. I have the poster for it somewhere. It's called Nocturna, the Daughter of Dracula, and she just plays. She doesn't play the daughter of Dracula, obviously, mm-hmm. but she plays another vampire. Yeah, and there's so much disco music. That's so. It's amazing. Cool. I'm gonna yeah. have to. I'm gonna have to watch it again. I don't remember much what happens, except for there's this scene with a group of vampires and Yvonne Carlos in it, and they do this. They try to do like a special effect. So, every <laughs> you see everyone, they're gonna transform into bats. So you see everyone as a group go like, and then weird <laughs> like bat animation kind of flashing on the yeah. this, <laughs> it, this like old film. Yeah. I love stuff like that. Me too. Yeah. I wish I had more time to explore stuff like that. I remember the one I always reference is the Apple because we had to watch it in yeah, class yeah, yeah. for editing. And I love that movie so much because weird things happen in that movie. Hey, hey, hey. Bim all the way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. It was <clears throat> I just love that they forgot like whoever wrote it Mm -hmm. and then turned it in to be made they forgot what they wrote like 10 minutes before you know what i mean and then the plot changes so drastically i remember because the assignment was to make a trailer for the movie yeah and it's incoherent right the whole movie is incoherent so you could make a trailer about anything really you can make this movie anything and i remember (laughs) the first thing I put in my trailer because I thought this is chef's kiss beautiful. Like you'll understand what this movie is about. It's the last scene where the car is flying into the sky. <laughs> and I have like the, the, the theme song playing in the background as it's flying into the sky. Mm-hmm. I've never been more proud of more, like my editing work. I remember it being like this, this makes sense. I never did finish that assignment, but. God. I love that as an assignment. Just get a totally batshit movie and you decide what it's actually about and you pick and choose from the Yeah, it was perfect. The footage. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I remember mine. Um I made mine into a America's Got Talent parody. Like, really? Yeah, That's I, awesome. I intercut footage of like Simon Powell like scowling. Because remember at the beginning there was a concert scene? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like I, a huge number. Yeah, yeah. I, I like pretended that was like America's Got Talent, and I would like intercut footage of like the Apple with like footage with like Simon Cowell's like reaction with like she's singing, you know, <laughs> and I would add in like the booze from the audience. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that's awesome. That's really good. Yeah, I need to make more time to watch movies like that. <laughs> Dude, you remember when like 
the movie the movie was really random it started off as a concert right right and then kind of like a love story between the contestant right the contestants. Are, are you talking about the apple or yeah is this... the apple oh, okay. yeah and then it turned to kind of like this weird like quasi like like corporate drama then it kind of turned yeah. to this weird like like weird metaphor of hell right by the way right. the main character gets roofied here yeah like, i was trying to find a way to yeah. say that yeah he gets straight up roofied not even like metaphorically like no. straight up roofied weird and he gets like he, got, he basically gets assaulted yeah like, yeah it's, it's really crazy yeah in this musical yes yeah. yeah and then right after he gets roofied uh-huh. they do another musical number yeah that's where they're touching him like, yeah that's yeah they, they it's a whole dance number about how these people are taking advantage of him and what's the tone of it is it upbeat or is it's it like a disco <laughs> song playing yeah. so it's really fun um it's <laughs> and people are dancing they're all half naked it's really mm-hmm. crazy and, and then, then at the very end it becomes like some spiritual protest yeah like really weird like, like hippie type yeah, thing like vietnam war protest like vibe and a lot of the characters change yeah like and there's only one weird. consistent character throughout the whole thing mm-hmm. you by the end you're like whoa what happened to the the guy. What happened yeah. to the other dude he was talking to the whole time? Yeah, what happened to the corporate drama? Yeah, what ha- yeah, it drops like all the storylines. At the end, it just turns into this political thing. Yes, and the best part is that he jumps into a white Cadillac with this woman at the end, and they fly off into the sky. This car, you see this car show up in the movie. Yeah. There's no, there's no hint that this car is supernatural. You just see, you just see it start to drive, and then it just lifts up. And it just starts going off into the sky. It's really it's, it's like the end of Greece. Honestly, I was laughing at the end. It was really. I mean, the whole point was to laugh at the movie, uh, because the assignment again was to create something out of the movie. But yeah, it was really funny. I just remember going like, "That was that was the ending. That like there was no resolution in this movie at all." Yeah, it was really weird. Damn. Yeah, we should watch it sometime. We should watch some crazy movies. Yeah, definitely. I'm pretty sure the movie is supposed to be some allegory of, like, like the pursuit of fame and, like, stardom mm-hmm. is, like, biting the apple from the good, you know, from the tree of good oh. and evil, right? It corrupts you, right? Uh-huh. I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be some allegory between those two. Yeah. But I feel like... Was it successful in the... They took the allegory part a little too far. <laughs> yeah, they actually showed you like <laughs> it's almost like they took it too literally. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's like too conceptual and too literal at the same time. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Like you wanted to fit in like a musical and a soap opera and like a corporate drama. It felt like it had ten directors. You know <laughs> what I mean? Yeah. Uh, this is kind of like an old conversation, but mm-hmm. like. You guys want to hear about the apology video GD G Dragon had to make when he got caught smoking? Oh, back then, what? How was it, dude? So, I'm pretty sure the label group forced him to make an apology video because, like, on a reality TV show, mind you, all of a sudden it just gets dropped out of nowhere. Like, hey, G Dragon, didn't you smoke weed before? And then, like, serious, like, kind of melancholy piano music starts playing. <laughs> and then <laughs> G-Dragon literally, like, faces the camera and says, I'm so sorry. I thought it was a cigarette. And, like, 
he made all these like bullshit Lies. excuses. Yeah. Like, I only smoked weed because like I thought it would help with my art, and like I, I'm just so in love with my music, and like I just want to release the best quality stuff for you guys. And I was under so much stress. Question: Did any of the other band members make apology videos, or was it just that's? GD is the only one that I remember seeing. Like, right, everyone else got arrested or something. I'm pretty sure everyone. <laughs> That's probably what it was. Too. They just got arrested. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't even have a chance to they make an apology. <laughs> they weren't allowed. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, if if I was him, I wouldn't even bother with the apology video. I'd be like, "Do you see those other guys? You yeah, know, right? Why you not got, the... You should be looking up to me. Yeah, they should. He should have just thrown them under the bus. Yeah, you don't understand. Weed in Korea is different. Like. It's no longer about narcotics. This is about moral failure now. Gotcha. God. It's, not like it's sti- really stigmatized. Very. It is beyond stigmatized. It's just a matter of fact. Like, people just know that's a no-no. <laughs> it's funny, though, because Korea... Oh man, this could actually be misinformation, but from what I know, mm-hmm. Korea went through something similar to America where they went through, like, a huge radical purity movement, almost. Mm-hmm were um, almost like a war on drugs because mm-hmm. apparently back in the day, like most of the countryside farmers would be smoking weed all the time mm. or tobacco, yeah. one or the two. Yeah, but it wasn't stigmatized at all. Like, I mean, like you're farming all day, smoke a little, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I would. It's it's not like they have like the he- like heavy machinery now, right? You're just out there with a hoe. <laughs> Pretty much, it's yeah. manual brack breaking labor. From yeah, you're yeah. Sun up to sun you want to take the edge off, you know? Yeah, give me a second to reset here. Okay, let's just take a I'm so, I'm so good. I'm was so I, was I gonna tell you a story about like dog shows? Yeah, you're gonna, you're gonna tell me about your you, oh, yeah, yeah, because I, I said I can only imagine like a 10 year old walking around and right. people being so fucking what mean. a fucking joke. I was, I was 10 and uh, my dad and I were going to dog shows together, and yeah. he would show the Dalmatian, and mm. I was 10, yeah. and I had this little cavalier, King Charles Spaniel. Mm. And I was talking about how, because you, you said something about how just in that environment, mm-hmm. being a child yeah. must be so weird, and I'm here to tell you it was. No, I didn't say that. What yeah. I what I said was, it could because how you described it to me, yeah. I go, it's so hard for me to imagine that you're people see a 10 year old with an adult at a dog show right yeah regardless of the skill yeah. of the adult there is a child with the adult and the audacity that they would have to have to be like hey you you with the 10 year old <laughs> you fucking suck at this dude like it, it did happen like, like that they were okay so no they're definitely shit talkers like uh-huh. that's the thing people will talk shit and it gets back to you later uh-huh. but i think oh uh, i see and i thought even you meant to like his face no 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 oh. so it was it, it had to go around to get back to us i understand now but okay. the thing the thing i was getting at is when you, even if you're 10 years old if your competition mm-hmm you are just it is it's it's really cutthroat these freaking dog show people yeah. and i was going to tell you about this one time cuz i never i never got like a championship with the dog i was showing that mm-hmm. was just never meant to be i quit yeah. after uh, like a year i think mm-hmm. but there was this one time i remember where we went into the ring and we what when you go in you want the dogs all line up 
and, and you you have them stand pretty so the judge can give them the first look over just walking down and looking at them. So we did that. And I was, get you know, I, I had the dog trained to stand with his feet all parallel and pretty. And mm-hmm. I was trying to keep his attention with the treat in my hand. And this, this bitch in front of me, she like leans like, over. Like, wait, like a, with the dog? Or no, like like, oh, the, like a person. This this older woman. She was she had to be at least like <laughs> like fifty one or something, you know. Uh-huh. And she she was just this this blonde woman. Mm-hmm. She leans down. and He's like, "Hey, do you want a tip?" And I was like, "Sure." And she's like, "She had to lean down because you're fucking child." <laughs> but what she what she said uh-huh. was, "Do you want a tip?" And I was like, "Yeah." And she mm-hmm. goes. If you want to make sure that you keep the dog's attention, what you should really do is hold the treat in your mouth. Okay. And I was like, does that work? And she was like, yeah, oh, it works for me all the time. Okay. And so I ended up putting this dog food in my mouth. Mm-hmm. And on. and I was he, was he wasn't looking at it. Like, obviously, it didn't work. And I was, like, going like this with this treat in my mouth trying to get his attention. And I just looked like a That's fucking so dumbass. Hot. And obviously the woman was not doing the same thing. Yeah. She told me she sabotaged a 10-year-old. Yeah, a 10-year-old. A fucking 10-year-old who had an ugly dog who was <laughs> not competition for in any way. She just needed to squash you. you I know. know I mean? It's like, who does that? Yeah. I mean... That's insane. Yeah, it's so... <laughs> that's what dog shows are like. And that's why I wanted uh, you to watch Best in Show because it's so... It's so real yeah. for a mockumentary. It's very real. Yeah. Wow. Damn. Mm-hmm. You know, I was going to say, though, in the middle of that, dog food is actually FDA approved for human consumption. Yeah, I know. But, but like, <laughs> it doesn't mean I want to taste no, it. No. It tasted like a weird beef jerky. Ugh, yeah. Yeah. No. I, yeah. I don't know why you'd want to take out a child. <laughs> that is so crazy. What a fucking insane person yeah, yeah. i mean the Why i guess is pompous assholes the only reason i would understand <laughs> it's fucked up what are you gonna say yeah john knows or i was probably going with that <laughs> i was gonna say like the only the only thing I could see, like, why you would want to fuck with a child mm-hmm. is, like, maybe, like, pushing them or tripping them, you know what I mean? Just yeah. because they bounce right back up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, anyway, it's not uh, that funny. It was, like, funnier as a thought in my head. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, that's really fucked up. That yeah, that she happened would... to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in such a goofy mood today. Um... That's good. We all love a goofy Robert, don't we? <laughs> I don't think this podcast w- likes a goofy me. It has to cut out so much of the stuff that I say. Hey, uh, comment down below if you guys want to see the raw, unedited version. <laughs> It'll be on our Patreon starting at fifty nine ninety nine per week. A hundred percent. You have to pay for that content. Yeah. There's no fucking way I would put that out. <laughs> Along with the NDA. No, we should do a thing where we, we keep it and then we leak it like... 30 years from now. <laughs> Play it at someone's wedding. <laughs> Play it at your wedding. Oh, Jesus Christ. Nothing the My will... Greatest Hits. <laughs> Everybody leaves. <laughs> Nothing will break our vow, babe. Yeah. Not even the Chinese cannabis law. <laughs> oh, my God. 
That's the ultimate test. I don't... You guys can tell me this as my friends, yeah. right? I don't go around talking about my political views, do I? No, you you joke about them like you pretend you're a conservative. Oh, okay. Well, don't don't no no. no. <laughs> I'm not saying I am or not a conservative. Okay? You pretend you pretend you're a specific. It's it's a joke. It's a it's a character you kind of do. I may or Should may I not. I, I may or may not be a conservative, and that's okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mind your business. Yeah. You shouldn't have to screen our political opinions to be okay with watching us. No, this is too scary. I'm a liberal. I. Okay. <laughs> I'm a liberal, 100%. I'm standing by what I said. All right. This um, podcast is brought to you by the <laughs> Hustlers University. Yeah, I'm not a conservative. I'm a I'm an alpha male. Okay. Okay. There's a difference. There is. There actually is. Really? Or yeah, I suppose so. The definition, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> How very liberal of you to lump all conservatives together as alpha males. That's true. Some of them aren't married. You're 100% correct. Conservatives? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they're all about that marriage. Like, conservative alpha males are supposed to be married, right? Yeah, they're supposed to be married. So, they're like, an 18-year-old? Yeah, they're, yeah, they're supposed to get married, like, right out of high school. She can't go to college, right? Yeah. Oh, and is then, that a thing, really? I mean, it distracts her from being a wife, so. Okay. So, and she, she has some kids to pop out. Gotcha. Before she's 23 and over the hill. Damn. Yeah. Human factories, <laughs> essentially. Basically, maybe. yeah. I don't know why. <laughs> anyway, I'm not I'm not conservative, but I do play a character sometimes for fun, that is. And I balance, yeah. It's just a joke. It, Yeah, it's just a joke. Fuck, you're going to probably cut this one out, too. Why? Really? You want to keep that in? Wait, we have we didn't do anything. <laughs> okay. <laughs> He's, you're so you're so you're so paranoid now. Yeah, I think classic God, I liberal. I've given this girl my number instead of my Instagram. God damn it. <laughs> your number, dude. That's so 2020, dude. Don't, I thought I thought I thought you gave her your number already through FaceTiming. No, no. We did it through the Instagram app. Oh. Whoa, you're yeah. FaceTiming this girl that you haven't even met yet. A hundred percent over you. A hundred percent. Holy schmoly. Oh, no, we got to cut this part down too. I don't want to acknowledge her existence. Yo, I don't know who you are, but like you're taking my man away from me right now. Okay. So <laughs> you're going to have to step the fuck off. I was going to talk about some writing ideas actually. Oh, okay. And seeing maybe, maybe we could cook something up on the show. Right. Okay. Let's do it. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Let's see. Well, what what? I know this is like going back to basic stuff, mm-hmm. but like, what makes a good story to you? You know. Um. I want to find some. I want to connect with the characters the most. I think I get invested mm-hmm. in the characters. I like when I see things that I see in myself, or I see them overcoming things. That's the satisfying part. That's for true. Me. Yeah. I focus a lot on the characters. It doesn't really, the plot, maybe that's why, I, like, in my feedback for scripts, the plot is usually the most suffering part mm. of it. But I, I I think about the characters so much more and how they they grow over the course of the movie. Yeah. That's that's what I, yeah. Yeah. I think, I, don't, I, agree, I agree with you a lot on the, the overcoming part. Mm-hmm. 
I, I like subtext. I like, I, I like, you know, when the writer makes them make interesting choices that tells you more about what they're thinking or what they're struggling with. Yeah. Like they do something that goes against what they actually want to do. Yeah. Yeah. Choices. Uh, one of my favorite things in movies are sacrifices. Mm-hmm. Sacrifices are always fun. Yeah. Uh, because in just like in real life, right? Actions mm-hmm. speak louder than words. And to see a character do that and change without you having them having to tell you is always nice to see as mm-hmm. well. Then you would love old boy. Cause oh yeah. <clears throat> every character in that movie sacrifices everything on the line to get what they want. Whoa, like, really? Everyone is driven beyond madness. This is beyond mm-hmm. madness now. This is just pure primal desires fighting with each other. Wow. And these people will do literally anything, like mm-hmm. quite literally anything to get what they want in the moment. Yeah. The most primal of all desires and impulses coming out. Damn. I'm not saying this is the exact same thing. However, that's why I liked, I mean, to me, the way I identify with the movie is that's how I don't like that's how why I like Infinity War so much because mm. all the characters are at their maximum effort almost yeah. at all times in that movie, right? So I see. I I prefer I I not prefer I do always appreciate too like a father like a father figure type story. Uh, I remember I don't know what I was expecting, but I wasn't expecting to watch Guardians of the Galaxy two. Mm-hmm as that kind of movie when I first saw it. So it really hit, it, it really missed me the first time I saw it. I didn't understand. I, not that I didn't understand, but I was thinking, man, I, I was really kind of missed. And then I remember reading some threads about people just read, like watching the movie, their thoughts. And then they said, it's definitely a story about like dads and mm-hmm. like fa- being a father whatever and then i went back to see it again and it then it, under that context it made so much more sense to me yeah yeah and then it actually really hit home i know he has that one line where he goes where yondu says he may have been your he may have been your father boy but he ain't he your daddy. daddy yeah exactly <laughs> my friend cried really he has uh I don't want to say similar to you, mm-hmm. but I'd say he can under, understand your situation. Oh, I and see empathize. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you get what I mean. Yeah, I totally get it. Yeah, and yeah, yeah I, I remember looking over to him, and it was a rare moment where he was covering his eyes. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. The I think mom stuff gets me like that. It's like it's yeah. like that for me. Oh man. Yeah. Maybe that's what I'm missing from my stories. Is some kind of like just your biggest triggers <laughs> <laughs> yeah right <laughs> avoiding them actively avoiding <laughs> them i think i miss i think i've been focusing so long on my characters being lonely that i i, I miss the connection with people mm. yeah i think maybe because i think i'm trying to prove a point and in doing so i kind of miss reality which is you know well i don't know I, especially I th- yeah i think it's avoidance because i think the reason Fuck, I completely forgot my point there mm. for a second. I think I was going to say that, oh, that's what, it, that's what it is. I think my real reason for living are the connections that I, that I make, you know? Mm. Not business-wise. I'm just saying, like, the actual human connection I have to people keeps me alive. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. 
Can I say something about Guardians of the Galaxy 2? Yeah. That movie trailer is the literal reason why I never watch movie trailers anymore. Oh, really? If you guys don't remember, they show his dad in the oh, movie. Oh, there's spoilers in it? No, in the trailer. Yeah. They do? I don't remember yeah, that. Yeah, they literally show his dad, which made me so mad. But do they tell you that that's his dad? Yeah. Oh, what? I I mean, it's, a, like, it's just a sign pointing of like, this is the dad. You just triggered my memory no. that I, I never saw a trailer for that movie. Oh, Quill. That's why I didn't know that. Quill literally goes like, dad? And he shows oh, his dad like, God damn it. Hey, Quill. This? Then, <laughs> they don't show, hey. they don't show is... any antagonist either. So I immediately knew like, oh, so his dad's the antagonist, huh? Yeah, a lot of a lot of modern movies do that, I guess. I One one of the biggest offenders ever was Terminator Salvation, which was supposed to be awesome because fucking what's his, uh, Christian Bale's is in it. And Christian Bale is amazing in any movie he's in. He like his his performance is always carrying mm-hmm. the movie really well, right? Yeah. And he's in it. And in the trailer, when he's talking to whatever the other actors, he's a huge actor. I can't remember his name right now. But when he's talking to him, he goes, you're half human, half machine. It's like, damn, bitch, you just gave away the whole movie. That's the whole fucking thing. That was the whole thing. Because in the actual movie, when you watch it, they keep it secret for like 75% of the movie. Mm-hmm. And then you're supposed to go, oh, my God, he's a robot. And, yeah. Whoever makes the trailers for movies, maybe some of them are evil. Like, some people really seem to go out of their way to either make the movie look way worse than it actually is, or they just spoil the ending. Or they show you the entire story in, like, one minute. And what makes it even worse is that, like, in Terminator Salvation, the whole idea is that, like, they're fighting the machines, right? Yeah. And there's this person who's half machine and half human, right? Yeah. And he struggles with that duality, right? And at a certain point, I think also, like, his allegiance also gets questioned, right? Like, yeah. how could you be loyal to the humans if you're, like, have this machine element within you? Yeah. The elements of, like, the enemy. Mm-hmm. But it's ultimately, it's him that gives up his heart for John Connor, right? Yeah. Because he understands that, like, John Connor needs to survive for the movement to, like, survive. So within a machine, they find their salvation. Yeah. Right? So, like, that's, like, the huge reveal. That's, like, the, the punch of the movie. And they <laughs> give that away in the <laughs> trailer. Oh, no, you already know it. <laughs> I yeah. go, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Same thing with fucking Guard of the Galaxy. That is the whole entire point of the movie. That is that. We, you probably already know what the movie is about if you're going to go see it. But that's why I liked john wick for so so much the trailer was only for the most part it was only the first 25 percent of the movie that you see that was in the trailers wait can i rant about john wick i think i already ranted about john wick t in real life but like uh-huh. i want to formally state it go ahead john wick suffers the same thing with a lot of other franchises mm-hmm. and that problem is franchising john wick should have ended with john wick one Boom, right there. Okay. I, I think two, three, and four is just way too drawn out. Mm-hmm. The stories are so ridiculous. And I and people always say this, oh, you just gotta turn off your brain and watch it. It's like mm-hmm. Fast and Furious or something, right? You just yeah. gotta watch it for enjoyment of it. But the movie takes itself seriously sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like they try to really like hone in on these story elements and like they really want you to like feel for him. And then this guy like jumps off like a fifteen story building that and like crashes so into funny. a dumpster and he survives. And 
literally like they try to make it seem like oh like this is the the greatest injury he's ever received but all he does is literally like rub his shoulder a couple of times and like limp for like 15 minutes and he's yeah. already back up like jumping Recharged. off cars yeah. yeah and like the fucking bulletproof suits yeah like, are that, you serious like yeah. pistols okay whatever uh-huh. whatever but machine guns and shotguns like are you serious <laughs> and here's the thing remember in john wick 4 they released not released they showed you that incendiary shotgun mm-hmm. i was so hyped i was like oh my god they listened to my complaints like mm-hmm. he's gonna take off his suit off because what i was thinking is they're gonna shoot john wick with that his suit's gonna catch on fire yeah and he's gonna like have to like adapt and like come around and like you know he's the baba yaga you know whatever they throw at him he yeah. got it you know but oh no you know what he does in five seconds he grabs one guy does the signature one shot judo flip by the way watch john wick one two three you four, said you said that right that's his thing how many judo flips he does okay like yeah. any fight especially against a boss fight if he's mm-hmm. losing like the first half he gets his ass whooped right yeah and then he, when he's ever he's in danger he has the what, signature judo <laughs> flip it's game over i've never seen anyone survive his judo flip. <laughs> Yeah, it's like he's like playing a video game. He's like a cheat code. <laughs> like, oh shit, I'm losing. All right. Yeah, it's it's yeah. not it. But like, yeah, like yeah, he just judo flips that guy with the shotgun, and then uses that shotgun to kill everyone else. Yeah. Boo. And then, dude, remember when he uses the nunchucks in John Wick Four? That was so weird and awkward. Like, really? he's, not even, he's yeah. not even using the nunchucks. He's just swinging them around. I thought this was like the Baba Yaga. I think it's proficient in all martial arts and all weapons. Like with every other weapon, like throwing knives, staffs, like literally a pencil and a library book. He's like yeah. a proficient assassin, but nunchucks one of the most like common like weapons. So, you know, as someone who hasn't seen any of the John Wick movies, it's so yeah. funny because I'm hearing so much about what happens. I have no idea what the story is still. The story is these group of mafia men kill his dog. Oh, I know that part, but like mm-hmm. the, for the fourth movie, it just sounds like he's getting the shit kicked out of him and judo flipping people. No, it's the same plot. The exact same thing? Yeah. Well, yeah. one, two, three, and four, that's the same plot. Yeah. Really? It's just a continuation. It happens Stretched within three out. days. Right? Three days, right? Or two what days. What the? All the entire movies? series? <laughs> yeah. No fucking way. Are you serious? Oh, shit. He's right. Yeah. I completely missed that. The entire movie. Like, Quala? quadrilogy entire series, series <laughs> happens within three or four days a really? week max maximum yeah even though the protagonist would age like 10 years over the course of those three days given when the movies were made yeah it took like five six years to get them all made yeah yeah wow i didn't think about that but you Rough are correct week. about that which which makes it even more unbelievable how this guy gets hit by like 15 taxi cars jumps Wait, off four what buildings the fuck? you're so right and wow. think about it. In the Damn. first John Wick movie, think about it. He gets hit by one car. Mm-hmm. He needs to take the entire night off. He needs to... Well, it's franchising, dude. Franchising ruined John Wick. There you have it. Yeah, there you have Yeah, there <laughs> you have it. <laughs> well, we're going to end the episode there for reasons. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> you point to the camera that's off. No, I pointed to the one I was on. <laughs> I literally hey. made a, a purposeful choice. All right. Bye, everybody. Shout Thank out to you. Belgium. Shout out to Belgium. Again. Watch Gabagool. Fuck. What is it called? Gabagool. Pi- 
I think it's pictures. Watch Gabagool Pictures and the Rainbow Films. There you go. Bye. Bye.